Today on Drawing Near, we get a close-up look at the affection Paul has for the Philippian saints and their affection for him. It should encourage each of us to love one another more and more and to share in each other's joys and struggles. So let's take our Bibles and open them to Philippians chapter 1 as we study a loving fellowship. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your love for us and the love of Jesus Christ for you and for us. And we pray, Father, that we, through faith in Jesus Christ, would recognize the call to love in each of our hearts, to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. That's a strong, powerful set of commands. To love you with everything that we are, that's challenging. And to love our neighbor in the same way that we love ourselves, or, as it says later in Philippians, to consider others' needs as more important than our own, Lord, help us to understand these principles, but not just see them as principles, but as the kind of commands that you have called us to. Guide us, direct us through your Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we begin our study today, I'm going to read verses 3 through 8 so that we see the whole context of this passage. Verse 3 says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always, in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, You all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. The main reason for Paul's thankfulness and joy for the Philippian saints is found in verse 5. He says, For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. The Philippian saints had been partakers with Paul in his ministry. They had sent care packages, gifts, tokens of support to him while he was out doing his missionary journeys and in prison. So that's what he's referring to in verse 5. They maintained their fellowship with him as he presented the gospel and shared the gospel around their world. And they did that from the very beginning, from the first day until now. Then in verse 6, he says this, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. A good work had been begun in the Philippian saints' hearts and lives. When they trusted Jesus Christ, they received salvation, and that salvation transformed them into a loving, caring community of believers. This was the good work. They not only were saved, but they were bearing visible fruits of that salvation as they loved and cared for Paul during his missionary work. They were a great source of comfort and encouragement to the Apostle Paul. Now, we may not think Paul needed that kind of comfort and encouragement, but if you read his letters carefully, there are lots of times when Paul is lonely, when Paul feels alienated or abandoned. 
they certainly were an encouragement to him during those dark times. So Paul writes, he is confident that the one who began this good work in them, the Lord, will continue to mature it, will continue to complete it until the day Jesus returns. Where they are now is not where they will stay. They will continue to grow and mature. He is confident that God is going to do that. Then in verse 7 he says, Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, Paul says it is appropriate for me to be thankful and joyful and confident in you, because you have made it into my heart. I love you. I have deep affection for you. You have a special fondness in my heart and life. Why? Inasmuch as both in my chains when I was in prison and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, as I was out proclaiming the gospel and starting new churches, you all are partakers with me of grace. There are many different parts in the body of Christ. We do not all have the same gifts. We don't all receive the same calling in our service to Jesus Christ within the body of Christ. Some are called to be up front. Some are called to sit back in the pew and support. Some lead, some are led. We have various gifts, abilities, and talents. We're not all the same people. That makes perfect sense to most of us. But that does not mean that we do not function as one body. When the person who is called to preach and teach does his ministry and is supported by the rest of the body of Christ, they all are partakers of that same grace. One does the work, the other supports it. Each one of our physical bodies cannot function the way it's supposed to unless there's an active part to our body, a doing part, but that doing can't be done unless it is supported by the rest of the body. No one can see a person's brain, or their heart, or their internal vital organs. No one can visually see the muscles, the bones, the nerves, and then on down to the cells in a particular body. But when any of those intricate, invisible parts doesn't function right, the whole body is handicapped. The mouth doesn't work without unseen nerves and muscles and impulses. We need to recognize that. And because of that, we need each other. No one in the church is more important than another in the church. We all need the support and the help and the function that each part of the body provides. Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians, and he is referencing it here. They, because of their support, their prayer, their gifts in the ministry, were partakers with Paul in the defense and confirmation of the gospel while he was in chains and when he was not. As he was preaching and teaching, they shared in his activity and they will also share in his blessing. This is critical for us to understand because so many people in the church think that, well, I can't do much. All I can do is come and pray and give, you know, and, and maybe offer a little encouragement. Listen, that's not a little. That's a ton. That is vital. So many unseen parts in the body of Christ are the vital organs, are the 
skeletal structure, the muscular structure, the cell structure that keeps the church going. You combine all of that with the grace of God and the Holy Spirit that gives life to the body, and you have a magnificent machinery, a magnificent church doing the work of God. We are all vital. And that's what Paul says. You all are partakers of this grace with me. Then in verse 8, he says, For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. Now, when he says with the affection of Jesus Christ, he's not saying with a different kind of affection. The affection of Jesus Christ is the affection that comes as a result of being a believer, being saved by Jesus Christ, and having been transformed, regenerated by that salvation. The affection of Jesus Christ is a greater affection than anything we have known prior to being saved. This is the highest level of affection. This isn't, I love you in Christ, not love you physically or emotionally or sensually in any of those ways. No. He says, for God is my witness. I call God to vouch for what I'm about to say. How greatly I long for you. I yearn for you. I want to be with you with the affection that only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. That's a great deal of love. Do you get a sense of how much the Philippian people and their gifts, their support, and their encouragement had meant to Paul? And while Paul is writing this, he is imprisoned now. And he's saying, thank you. I love you. You mean so much to me. How tender, how compassionate. And we need this example. We need to be grateful for one another and for the part each of us play in the work of Christ. We need to be mindful that there are people who are supporting each one of us in prayer, in preaching and teaching, in financial giving, in love, in encouragement. This is critical to our understanding of how the church works. And praise God, we see a glimpse of this, a wonderful, beautiful glimpse of this in this first part of Philippians. It is my hope and prayer that each one of us, through our faith in Jesus Christ and our connection to the body of Christ, will be more and more committed to serve as God has called us to, and to accept our place in the body of Christ, and then to love openly and even recklessly in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these words that stir our hearts and move us to godly living in Jesus Christ. May your church function in the way that you, through your Holy Spirit, guide and direct it. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.